everyone. Welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 210, our second episode in season five. This one is entitled, When the Lord Has Determined. When I woke up this morning, which now I've been up about 14 hours, which that seems kind of amazing, but when I woke up this morning, I had no clue the challenges that I and people who I care about very much were going to face. None whatsoever, whatsoever. And the challenge that hit me first and foremost was one of those situations that I knew that I had very, very little human control over. We've all dealt with those where you see a situation and you know that it's going downhill fast and you would throw yourself in front of the train if uh, if you thought that would be helpful. But if you are able to step back, even for just a moment out of the emotionalism of it, you realize that there is only one direction for you to go. And it's not to throw yourself in front of the train that's going downhill. It is to throw yourself on the mercy of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who is sovereign, who controls all, who sees all, and can intervene. Not only has the power to intervene, but has the wisdom to intervene as only he can. So when I started to look at this week's podcast and just what direction the Lord wanted me to take it, I had read over the scriptures the other day and really didn't know exactly where we were going with this. And then after today's events, it became obvious. So... You and I are going to get a reminder out of Scripture that God is into the details, that nothing happens that he is not already aware of before it even happens, and that when the Lord has determined, well, that's it. <laughs> it's like there's nothing that a human being can do to thwart the plans that God has made. Now we can pray and ask for God to be merciful in said plans. But if the Lord has determined, he will make things happen. You can have human beings that may not be obedient and God will choose to use another one or another method or even send an angel but God will accomplish his purposes. I've got three verses 
well, three sets of verses that I'm going to share with you before we even dive into our scripture text of today. Job 42.2, in the version that I memorized back in the day, it was the fact that the Lord's plans could not be thwarted. Out of the NLT, it says, I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. Same thing. Thwarted, stop, same thing. In other words, whatever God determines will happen. Psalm 33, 10 through 11 says, The Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and thwarts all their schemes. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. And Proverbs 19, 21, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. I don't know about you, but I find such comfort in each of those verses. I'm recording in March of 2023. And at this time, there is definitely major tension between nations. And we're not talking tiny nations. We're talking the major powers of the world. It is a tense time. And as I read Psalm 33, 10-11, the Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and thwarts all their schemes, but the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. I take more comfort in those verses today than at any point when I have read them. Isn't it amazing how scripture can jump out at you? It may be something you've read over and over again, but depending on where you are in what season of your life, it can really either slap you because you are convicted or it can bring great comfort that nothing is going to happen without it passing through the Lord's filter. Today's verses definitely are a reminder of that. You know, in our podcast study, we are nowhere near making it to the book of Esther. But as I was reading this from 2 Samuel 17, I just could not help but think about how God intervened in what was planned to be absolute disaster for the Israelite people. And God caught the attention, caused some insomnia of King Xerxes, and he reads the historical records and is reminded that someone had done something great for him before and he had not honored them, and literally, history was changed. Today's verses are nowhere near as famous as those, but it's a similar principle. So, setting up some background, 
So David, been king of Israel for quite some time, has been through ups and downs, really has, it's the golden era of Israel. King David is the man after God's own heart, but he doesn't do everything right all the time. He has followed his passions and he has way too many wives, which more than one would be way too many. And he has concubines and and then he has just a mess in his own house as a result of this. And, you know, sons killing sons and just all sorts of messes. And his latest mess is that his son Absalom has plotted against him for years and has taken over Israel. And David has very mournfully, with his tail between his legs, so to speak, walked out of Jerusalem in an effort to keep from Jerusalem being totally obliterated with a fight between Absalom's troops and David's loyal troops. So David has walked out. David has a friend who was a trusted advisor. He had, he had a couple of trusted advisors. One, truly, he shouldn't have been trusting. And that is Ahithophel. And then he has another that's Hushai, and Hushai really is very, very loyal to David. And when David was headed out of town, Hushai wanted to go along with him. And David, in the midst of his sadness, just everything that he was dealing with, he tells Hushai, you can do me more good by not coming along with me, by staying behind and being my inside man and giving me the inside scoop. And David prayed. So in 2 Samuel 15, David is escaping. And here we go. Let's start with verse 32. So 15:32. When David reached the summit of the Mount of Olives where people worshiped God, Hushai the archite was waiting there for him. Hushai had torn his clothing and put dirt on his head as a sign of mourning. But David told him, if you go with me, you will only be a burden. Now, I don't know why David said it in that way. I have no idea. Uh, one of those many questions for heaven. But here we go. Return to Jerusalem and tell Absalom, I will now be your advisor, O king, just as I was your father's advisor in the past. Then you can frustrate and counter Ahithophel's advice. Zadok and Abiathar the priest will be there. Tell them about the plans being made in the king's palace, and they will send their sons Ahimez and Jonathan to tell me what is going on. So David's friend Hushai returned to Jerusalem, getting there just as Absalom arrived. And David was counting on God using Hushai and it, it was his prayer. It was his prayer that God would use, uh, let's go back to 31, when someone told David that his advisor Ahithophel was now backing Absalom, David prayed, O Lord, let Ahithophel give Absalom foolish advice. And it really didn't work that Ahithophel, well, we, we heard last week that Ahithophel gave him foolish advice, but not foolish advice in how to win the battle with David. He gave him foolish advice, but not in that way. But God honored David's prayer, not by the advice that Ahithophel gave, but 
by putting in Absalom's mind that he needed a second opinion. So we're going to see Absalom at talking with Ahithophel. So we spent one whole podcast episode talking about Ahithophel. And the more I read about him, the more disturbed I am, including today's text. Because not only does he have a vendetta against David, which is very obvious, but it seems way more than that. It seems like it's all about him. And we're going to see that. So 2 Samuel 17, it says, Now Ahithophel urged Absalom, Let me choose 12,000 men to start out after David tonight. I will catch up with him while he is weary and discouraged. He and his troops will panic and everyone will run away. Then I will kill only the king and I will bring all the people back to you as a bride returns to her husband. After all, it is only one man's life that you seek. Then you will have peace with all the people. This plan seemed good to Absalom and to all the elders of Israel. I just have a feeling that whoever spoke last was, as long as Absalom heard that he was going to win in the end, it was going to sound good to him. As we finished up last week's podcast episode, that we had the phrase that Absalom thought that every word that came out of Ahithophel's mouth was, it was verse 23 of 16. It says, Absalom followed Ahithophel's advice just as David had done for every word Ahithophel spoke seemed as wise as though it had come directly from the mouth of God. And it absolutely positively did not come from the mouth of God. It came from the pits of hell. Absalom, Absalom just just wanted to be on top. And it just appears that he didn't think for himself at all. Which ended up working out very good for King David. So now we've had Ahithophel. And did you notice in what he said? Did he make it anything hardly about Absalom? Like, instead of giving the king advice to lead the troops and to win this great victory against David, Ahithophel is like, let me choose. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I. Like, nobody needs an and I advisor. Because Ahithophel had it in for David and had everything for himself. But now, this is where we see God intervene, for sure and for certain. Verse 5 says, But then Absalom said, Bring in Hushah the archite. Let's see what he thinks about this. And we know from verse 14, which will be the end of our text today, that God is the one who prompted Absalom to ask for Hushah's advice. So even though David had Hushai as a plant in there, if God did not prompt Absalom to reach out to Hushai and to consider his advice, 
Because really, Ahithophel's advice, even though it was incredibly self-centered, from a military standpoint, he probably would have been victorious. Because David and his men were not in a good place, and they had just left the city, and they probably could have been overtaken. But check this out. Verse 6, when Hushai arrived, Absalom told what Ahithophel had said. Then he asked, what is your opinion? Should we follow Ahithophel's advice? If not, what do you suggest? So Hushai gets some sort of Academy Award in this. Uh, He really is very, very good at brown nosing. (laughs) And he goes at it a totally different way than Ahithophel's send me, uh, me, 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 me advice. And his flowery speech combined with God's prompting brings about a result that Ahithophel is not pleased with. So, well, Hushai replied to Absalom, this time Ahithophel has made a mistake. You know your father and his men. They are mighty warriors. Right now they are as are as enraged as a mother bear who has been robbed of her cubs. And remember that your father is an experienced man of war. He won't be spending the night among the troops. He has probably already hidden in some pit or cave. And when he comes out and attacks and a few of your men fall, there will be more panic among your troops and the word will spread that Absalom's men are being slaughtered. Then even the bravest soldiers, though they have the heart of a lion, will be paralyzed with fear. For all Israel knows what a mighty warrior your father is and how courageous his men are. I recommend that you mobilize the entire army of Israel, bringing them from as far away as Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south. That way you will have an army as numerous as the sand on the seashore. And I advise you personally to lead the troops. When we find David, we'll fall on him like dew that falls on the ground. Then neither he nor any of his men will be left alive. And if David were to escape into some town, you will have all Israel there at your command. Then we can take the take ropes and drag the walls of the town into the nearest valley until every stone is torn down. Can you just imagine Absalom as he is listening to Hushai just paint this picture of how Absalom can call the entire nation to come and fight with him? to overtake David and his men, and just what a, a an amazing victory this will be. And Absalom ate it up. It wasn't good advice at all, but Absalom, Absalom fell for it. Verse 14, our key verse of this week. Then Absalom and all the men of Israel said, Hushai's advice is better than Ahithophel's. For the Lord had determined to defeat the council of Ahithophel, which really was the better plan, so that he could bring disaster on Absalom. For the Lord had determined, hence the title of this week's podcast. 
You know, Ahithophel thought he had this all figured out. And again, I believe just from what I've read now for weeks that it is very possible that Ahithophel is the one who caused Absalom to do what he did. Either he fed Absalom's fury and ambition or he planted it and just kept stoking the fire until Absalom was in a place to take over. It Ahithophel to me is one of the worst villains we see in scripture. I think Absalom was a puppet. And sadly, he's going to lose his life because of it. We've all met those puppeteers. Those evil puppeteers. Who speak lies. Who do anything to get ahead. And the majority of them believe, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that they will never, ever, ever get caught. No one's smarter than them. No one will ever know unless they want them to know. And yet, there's the Lord. Proverbs 19.21 again. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. As I was begging God this morning to intervene in a situation that had my heart broken. Just to hold on to the fact that, number one, he, he's more concerned than I am. Number two, that he had the power to do anything in any way to accomplish his purpose. And I'm still resting in that promise this very moment. So our weekly assignment feature is, in which situation do you most need to rest in the fact that what the Lord has determined will come to pass? We all have anxieties. We either have anxieties regarding our own future, our own health, career, relationships, those of the people we love the most, national concerns, international concerns. But, you know, reading a passage like this, David at one point was told that everyone was following Absalom, which was not correct. But Absalom had a strong following because Absalom had been sneaky. But this was all about what the Lord was choosing to allow and what the Lord was choosing not to allow. We won't understand everything that happens in this life. 
David would not have understood why his son has turned against him and has plotted against him to take the kingdom. But even though we don't have all the answers, we, number one, know the one who does. And number two, we know the one that has the power that whatever he determines will happen. Rest in that today. Thank you for tuning in. I will never, never not be absolutely overwhelmed that God has chosen me to do what I do each week, to just open his word and just ponder how it applies to my life and how it may apply to yours. Thanks for taking this journey with me. Rest in the knowledge that what the Lord determines will come to pass. You can look in the show notes. You can see extra resources. You can see the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook uh, group. If you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you can reach out to me at encouraging others in Gmail, encouraging others and loving Jesus at gmail.com. You can click on the link that says, I want to begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Ahithophel is going to come to a very, very sad end soon in our scripture text. And uh, I intentionally keep in the show notes the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline numbers. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of ending your life, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please reach out and get help. And the link at the bottom is to the hidden episodes. So the first 50 episodes of the podcast are kind of hard to get to, but you can find them on my Podbean site, and that link is down below. So as we finish out this week, Remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm-hmm.